Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes. PSA Hip Hop, man. We here, man. Watch what's good, brother. Hey, what's good, my G? How are you? You know the vibes these already, man. Let's get into this, man. Um, Are we the right individuals to talk about this? Even though, disclaimer, watch it. People are asking us to talk about this, right? Um, Gucci Man, obviously. Well, before I, get, before I say his name, Gucci Man, pardon me. We all know the story with T.I. We called our 50, 50 declined, right? Then Buster jumped into the fold weeks later. T.I. didn't want that. He felt there was a generational gap between him and Mr. Buster Rhymes. Then the people started saying it should be Jeezy and T.I. T.I. says he's willing to take the battle unless he'll take the battle only if Jeezy says he's down. Jeezy decided to come outside. So we're thinking that November 19th, we're going to see T.I. versus Young Jeezy on the verses, right? Now, breaking news, breaking, breaking, breaking news. Clifford, a.k.a. T.I., has, can we say, Watson removed himself and now inserts Mr. Gucci Man, Mr. 1017, Gucci Man, Le Flair, Guap, and all that. And the streets right now, the Twitter streets are telling me, three-letter man, watch your effing mouth. I'm going to need you to put some respect on Gucci Man's name. This is what we wanted. This is what the South wanted and the South won. Talk to me, watch. What makes this battle so monumental is that even me and you from outside looking in, we knew there was beef between Jeezy and Gucci Man, like they had real beef. Everybody knows they were both on a So Icy song, and that So Icy song blew up, and everybody wanted credit for it, and everybody wanted to use it, and that led to them breaking up and having deep, deep animosity towards each other, which led to a lot of verbal back and forth between both of them and a lot of serious interviews where they did not like each other. So in Atlanta, they it's known that these two dudes did not like each other back in the days. And just for me being someone who used to get all the street beef DVDs, there was an era where the Jeezy Gucci Man beef was main, it was, it was front and center. So I can understand that people really want to see the two trap gods go at it with their music. So, so hold on. So, wait a minute. Let me get this right. So, T.I., he's not a trap guy? I thought he's not one of the Mount Rushmore in Atlanta trap gods. He's not Jeezy, T.I., and Gucci. And if you're so T.I., do you feel some type of way on so, And if you're T.I., do you feel some type of way that the streets now are more in an uproar with your ass getting knocked? You, you, you're declining the battle and, and having our Gucci man in here. 
first of all, I don't know that he declined the battle. You keep saying that. Like, where are you getting this from, that he declined the battle, that he walked away from the battle? Is that what happened? Did he well, say, hey, I've only, decided I'm, 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 I'm going to do the battle? Sir, I'm solely going on something that I saw on the Internet when and I'm quoting the trouble man number 31. Isn't that his, his IG handle, sir? And I'm simply stating that, okay, he tagged, first of all, T.I. tagged Swiss Beats. He tagged Timberland's name. He tagged Gucci Man's name and tagged Jeezy's name and saying this is what the culture, basically paraphrasing now, this is what the culture wanted. So he didn't really want to, he, he felt his material was up to snuff. Is that what it was, Cliffy? That you felt your, your, your music was up to snuff with Jeezy? Or, or or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in the sense that this is big for Atlanta and for hip hop that two guys that you just highlighted had very had very beef and it was more deeper than rap between both these individuals, right? So now this puts Atlanta in the sense of it's almost like a battle rap in the sense of like a series Jones and Math Hoffa where they shake hands after the battle type ish. Is that what's happening? All I'm saying is that this battle is the battle that the streets want because these are two dudes who beefed, like, and it was a serious beef, and they have diss tracks towards each other. So how this is clearly the better uh, battle. It's clearly the better battle. It's not even a debate. I just want to know. I just want to know why Clifford is no longer in this battle. I want to know what, what, what a series of events led to all of a sudden, a week before you post a battle, Young Jeezy, that now is Gucci Man versus Young Jeezy. Well, the Twitter investigators are basically saying that, especially with Tiot Clifford's last comments recently, um, once again, all right, King Vaughn, that he said that you guys don't bring your beef and kill each other in my city take that ish somewhere else and people felt that T.I.'s comments were was bad timing. Not to be fair to Clifford, I understand what he meant when he said that. I just felt the timing of it was real bad. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like, okay, he's going to go into a trap talk with Jeezy in a versus and maybe T.I.'s removed from that. He doesn't really want to play those records. I'm, only, I'm not saying I'm completely right on my assessment, I'm only going off the tweets that I'm seeing. So I don't know. Some people are saying they think it's because of the King Von situation. And that's all speculation. Uh, I, that's I, not I, saying I, that's the reason I why. I absolutely don't believe it's because of that. I absolutely do not believe it's because of that. Some, some and that's just that conspiracy theory stuff. I dismiss people who think that. I dismiss people who think that. Snoop Doggy Dog is a family man. He coaches football. He does shows with Marcus Stewart. Did it bother him when he brought, did his battle with DMX when he did every song he had talking about killing and disrespecting women? He did every single song that was about that, but that's not the life he lives now. So, no, I don't believe that had anything to do with why T.I. is not doing this battle. I'm saying I do not know why T.I. pulled out. But Well, let's play the speculation game, Watson. Let's play the speculation game. What do your heart of hearts you feel the reason why T.I. Um, basically, I think T.I. You know, it was difficult. I, I think T.I. was was difficult in, in negotiations. 
That's what I think. I think he just he he was difficult in negotiations, and he didn't like the talk going on about the battle. He didn't like the lack of enthusiasm for this battle. Lack of enthusiasm. How was the lack of enthusiasm? You think it was a lack because of people enthusiasm wanted to see, with Ti because, because people wanted to, because people wanted to see Jeezy versus Gucci. That's why. Well, I felt like I didn't really hear people say that until. The the battle was with that. There was people really clamoring for for Jeezy. I mean, for Jeezy and Gucci when Ti's name was announced. Where people were saying, "Okay, let me tell we you, we don't want to see Ti. Let me tell you, was Gucci. When Gucci man does my kitchen and my worst enemy and street nigga, when he starts getting into that bag, you gonna understand. You know how." Uh, Wait, time out, time out, time out. You know, you know when um, think, you know when um, when three thousand said the South has something to say, it's really gonna have something to say when Gucci Man get out there. Cause like I said, when he does my kitchen, and you're like, what, what's, what's going on? Oh, when he does street niggas. When did you? Oh, when he does my. When did you turn into Bobby the Brain Heenan? Oh, when did you turn into Bobby the Brain Heenan? Manager, manager Gucci Man. When did you turn into the manager of Bobby the Brain Heenan? For Gucci man, when did this happen? I never knew that you were champion for Gucci man. For that, listen, man, I'm, my father niggas. Um, as a New Yorker, uh, I'm here to tell you that I got Gigi winning this battle. Sorry, I just do. I, I know y'all don't want to hear that. I'm just keeping it funky with y'all. I got Gigi winning this battle. I, I just do. I, you know, I understand the Atlanta Southern based people, my brothers. For y'all, this means a lot to y'all. I get it. I understand that, especially with two individuals that have beef. I guess if you want to use the old corny cliche. It's big for the city type of talk. I mean, is it really big for the city because they're battling each other in the verses, though? Is it really that big? Is this Jay-Z and Nas? But, no, but, I declare oh, war oh, coming oh, out oh, with Nas. You really going to find out. Yo, you really going to find out for the city. My nigga, it's bigger than Jada Kiss Fab. This battle bigger than Jada Kiss Fab. Jada Kiss and Fab loved each other. It was like brothers. That was no verses. This is a real battle, nigga. This is verses. This is actually the most legitimate versus you could get. These dudes beef, they have beef records, and they really didn't like each other. And, you, and so, what are you saying? This is equivalent to Fifty Ja Rule. I'm saying it because it's that real. It's that real. They have a history of beef, disc records, altercation, and, and you and you and you and you trying to figure out why? This is the real versus finally a real versus battle. Wait till Gucci do bricks. Wait till Gucci do bricks. You all see how the streets feel. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeezy. Do Soul Survivor. Do your commercial shit. What do you mean do Soul Survivor? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean do Soul Survivor? What does that mean? you saying it like a do. And the way you said it in your, your voice. What do you mean do? Do your commercial song with Akon. Because if you think Gucci don't got them commercial songs too, he got them. Well, Lemonade is not beating. Lemonade is not beating Soul Survivor. The Mariah Carey song Gucci got. I'm, I, I got Gucci Man. Gucci Man winning this so battle, Jeezy, man. I mean, Gucci Man, excuse me. So Jeezy, I got Jeezy winning this battle. So Jeezy, so Jeezy, when you want to go in your biggest commercial bag ever, Maybe maybe go into I'm Black with Jay Z, right? Go to your most biggest commercial song you got. You seem to know the songs. You seem to know the songs, song, though. Because you got Black Beetle. Because he got, he got number one song. He got songs with Usher. He got songs with Atlanta C. 
was ludicrous. You think Gucci don't got strong? This is why people hype. Because there's nowhere Jesus could go that Gucci man can't go. Nowhere. Oh, you want to go commercial? I got that. You want to go to street? I really got that. Listen to Watson on the show, ladies and gentlemen, really breaking down why the streets are really going to go hard for Gucci man. I never knew you were in so in tune with Gucci man. I didn't know you was his lawyer today. Shout out to you for that. Everything, you, the way you broke down everything was very good, sir. Um, at the end of the day, you can do all that huffing and puffing that you want. And once again, my Southern brothers, I got Jeezy winning this battle. Okay? 20 songs. Come better rounds songs. Give it Gucci. 20 songs. How many rounds? Give me a round. See, this is once again, this is going to be preference. I would think this is going to be preference, and my preference is more Jeezy than Gucci. Everyone knows that. So, I mean, it's hard for me to determine the scorecard. I hate playing that game, the score. Like, what's the score going to be? I hate playing that game. But listen, it's, you, know, I, I, you know, I like Jeezy music way more than Gucci man's. So what do we do with T.I. then? He's going to sit out and just not do a versus, or he's going he's to wait for 50 to come outside? T.I. has disqualified himself from versus. He talked his way out of every match. He didn't get his way with 50. So because he didn't get his way with 50, because for whatever the reason is, he absolutely believes he would beat 50. And, I, and, and, and you know how I feel about it. I feel 50 is insecure about his music because if 50 truly knew he could beat T.I., because he's a bully. What bullies do is bullies pick on people they think they can beat. If he really thought he could beat T.I., he would come outside. The fact that he ain't come outside, he's insecure about his legacy. He has no reason to be, but he is. And T.I. didn't get the battle he wanted, and now all of a sudden he can't get no battle. Buster, you got to battle me, but you can't use music from the 90s. You post to battle Jeezy, you and him having back and forth. Now all of a sudden, you, you, you out the paint, and they got the real trap guard, Gucci. Gucci can hit him with awesome with Snoop Dogg. Yo, my man, you you realize there's no place Jeezy can go to that Gucci can't go to. Features, but listen, but, but, no, but listen, you're gonna find out. But listen to how you broke it down, though. Yeah, I'm gonna learn. Okay, look how you broke that down. That that Jeezy, that Gucci man can't go anywhere. Jeezy can't go. The same thing with so you're saying Jeezy. So basically, you're saying that Gucci man's gonna be following Jeezy's lead. Is that what you're saying? No. What what I'm saying is any kind of hip-hop you think can be played, Gucci can do it's it. It's trap music. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no advantage that Jeezy has in this battle. Yes, he does. Wait, I think wait, he has better commercial songs. Trunk, he has better commercial songs. Advantage. He has better commercial songs with Usher and shit like that. He has better commercial songs. He just does. Oh, really? Really? So, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, really. So we're going to act like, we're going to act like, Gucci Man's songs with the Migos wasn't popular, or that Black Beatles wasn't the number one song for four straight weeks in America. It was. It was. Oh, white it was. Girls waiting. It was. Like, my man, this dude has super hits. Super hits. And we always want to know, yo, why Young Thug? Why the Migos? Why all the up-and-coming new generation of Atlanta rappers? Why are they all doing songs with Gucci? Oh, you going to find out, Gucci. three? Gucci. You no, 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 no. No. Sir, 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 I understand people love for Gucci in Atlanta streets. I watch the internet. I see what goes on. People love Gucci, even though some of you people don't want to admit it, though. You know, when Gucci was locked up, he got out of, he got out of the joint. 
a lot of y'all was saying, oh, when Gucci come home, it's going to be different, dog. It's going to be different, dog, when Gucci come out of the joint, though. You feel me, dog? I ain't seen no music yet. I ain't seen him have no joint that's moving or circulating the music scene right now since he's been home. That's neither here nor there, Watts. But, you know, it is what it is. I got jizzle, man. You heard? Not Jeezy, man. For real. I ain't going you. All right, for me, I got Jeezy. You know, it is what it is. Um, recently, Westside Gun was on Joe Butter's podcast um, 24 hours now. And um, what kind of sparked the conversation on Twitter this morning, Mr. Watson, is when I heard Joe Budden's antennas go up as he's talking to Westside Gun. And to, when he learned that Westside Gun liked R&B music, Joe Budden sat there in a shock, like, wow, you really like R&B, Westside Gun? You don't say um, hey, Joe Budden, um, I don't know if you know this, brother, just because you seem to want to be the only guy out here that you seem like you only like R&B. Um, that's not true, sir. Meanwhile, he came up under Luther Vandross, Force MDs, and all kind of other R&B guys. I could sit there and, 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 and vomit out their, 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 their music and stuff like that. But he also talked about Watts that he felt the growth, and he used the word growth. I remember him having an album called The Growth. That was going to come out in the end or there. But the growth in Benny by him working with Hit Boy, by Benny working with Drake, that means there's growth. Now, I want to ask you a few questions. Why does it seem to me that street rappers, when they do street hip-hop, they have to be the ones that have to have growth compared to pop artists like Drake and compared to conscious rappers like Ayala Talib Kweli? So those guys don't need growth in their music, but the street rappers need growth in their music. The floor is yours. That makes no sense because one of the things that I always get upset about is when people talk about maturity in hip-hop. Um, remember we talked about Ed O.G. had a song called Be a Father to Your Child, and yet nobody yes. talks about that, and they just jump straight to Dear Mama or Brenda's Side Baby. It's a fact. Sidebar, that's and I'm glad you went there. I'm, I'm glad you went there. Go ahead, continue. No, no, no. So hip-hop has always talked about important issues at all times. There's never been a time where it was just one issue. Some people come out the gate talking about brown-skinned women, or some people come out the gate talking about derogatory terms. But this whole aspect about growth, that's a Joe Budden thing, and I'll tell you why. Remember when he was on, um, when he was on Slaughterhouse? He always liked to take credit for, I'm the reason why we do songs like Truth the Truth, Say That Then, goodbye, you know, he likes to put pain into rap, introspection, as if that's growing. But that's not growing. That's just you rapping about personal stuff that you didn't decide to rap about. I do, I do not believe there is a thing where street dudes have to uh, grow as artists, and I don't believe that conscious rappers get to grow. So the whole premise of that uh, debate made no sense to me, none whatsoever. And the only time you could talk like that is if you ain't listening to hip hop currently. And I got told Joe Budden on social media, fam, when you was doing songs with Buster Rhymes and French Montana and these guys, bro, I didn't like that. That's not the reason why why I supported your music. Because you look at that. He said, "Oh, he said to me, oh, you fans always look at it. Um, what, he said, oh, what did he say to me, man? Basically trying to say that, um." Oh, we don't means we look at it different, and, and he's, he's probably right when he said this. 
he's basically saying that as a fan, I'm gonna look at it look at it totally different than he is. As him being an artist, to be able to do a song with with a little Wayne, that's growth because of where he was. I guess where he got in his career, and to be able to get a little Wayne feature is growth on his resume. I guess compared to us as a fan who's gonna look at it like, okay, just because you did a song with Wayne, that doesn't mean it's hot. But for him, it's hot because he was able to get a Wayne feature. Uh, so maybe it's the fan versus the artist thing. Is that what it is? And do we look at it and do and as a fan, am I going to look at it differently compared to a rapper? I think that um, because who you collaborate with does not mean you're growing as an artist. Growing as an artist is just simply rapping about your life experience and what you want to rap about. I mean, mm-hmm. Voice to Five Nine did an album that was amazing. Where he was just, but, but all he was talking Booker about Ryan. was childhood. Yeah, he talked about his childhood growing up. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, that's growth, because when you did the first album with DJ Premier, that you were just getting busy on the mic with Jay Electronica. But, but you talked about your childhood on Book of Ryan, so that shows growth. That doesn't make any sense. He just It's the subject matter he decided to rap about because he can do it, and he can rap about his life experiences. So this whole you showed growth, because, you know, Ebro does that too. People in the media, yes. they really like to hit artists with, oh, I like that song. It shows its content, and you have growth. Like everybody has to have a song about uh, current events. So everybody has a song about, like, come on, man. Like, what makes hip-hop great is that there's no box for hip-hop. Rap whatever you want to rap about. And you know, buddy, I don't know if you know this though, but the Cow is a very introspective song. It's not a shoot 'em up, bang bang song. Conway also has a song called Frontlines that's really talking about George Floyd and police brutality towards black people. So to me, like when people try to make it sound like Griselda's only, by you saying that, Joe Budden, respectfully, it makes me feel like you're not really in tune to the music, music of that hard body because you can't really say that Griselda's just shoot 'em up, bang bang all the time, and. I see a lot of people saying Benny's album that he just did with Hit Boy is growth because he was able to do a song with Hit Boy, the production by Hit Boy, and that, stay away from the normal Griselda sound. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Benny was rapping about the same stuff. It was just over different production. Exactly. It was exactly. literally over different production. That's all it was. It was saying it was the same street talk. Like what? What are we doing here? Oh, I wasn't jacking that too tough, though. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't really jacking that too tough. When they go into that bag, it's like so. Drake is the poster child of you having growth in your music. So because you get a Drake feature, I'm not saying it doesn't mean nothing to you because you, you understand the importance of when a fan see Drake's name next to an artist's name. That that I mean, let's be real. Fabio Fabio Foreign is so sick geek are from Brooklyn, New York, the slums of Brooklyn, New York. Did it mean the world to them to get a Drake feature? Of course it did. Of course it did. I'm pretty sure they were big fans of Drake. And to be able to have, you know, call your boys and, and, and have that on your resume, a guy like Sosa Geek, hey, I did a song with Drake. I understand the importance of that for the youth. But it just, I don't like the fact that you're not, in, in some people's eyes, you're not going to be popping if you have a Drake feature. I don't like that kind of talk at all. It's like really bothers me a lot. Like Drake is the person you have to go to if you want to be stamped in this culture. 
I think that's a slap into the face, and you didn't bring Westside Gun up there or Benny up there because of affiliations with Aubrey. You brought them up there because of what they're doing, and they stick into what they – it is what it is, man. I just thought it was kind of kind of weird, you know what I mean? Um, Watch, let me get your take on Ransom. I mean, obviously, we're not doing song for song, but on deleted scenes, one of your favorite rappers, Ransom, can you give us a take on how you felt about the six songs he just dropped? Well, lyricism, of course, is l- lyricism, of course, five mic lyricism because Ransom is a five mic lyricist. I'm just talking about just wordplay, vocabulary, the ability to rap. But I think what stands out is Nicholas Craven's production, his old soul production. This man has an ear for beats, he has an ear for samples. And man, when he digs in the crates, D I T C digging in the crates. Nicholas Craven is digging in the crates for his music, and it's appreciated. And I personally like the marriage pause between pause. Nicholas Craven and duffel bag Ran Rothstein. Do you feel that – do you look at Ransom as an MVP or comeback player of the year? And Sue served basketball in that tournament. Uh, uh, he's, he's Ransom is having an MVP year in hip hop. If we're basing it on what we love hip hop for, one of the things when me and you review albums, when they say y'all are nitpicking, because they say we're nitpicking because rappers are clearly chasing an auto tune song, then they'll chase whoever's hot in the streets to give them a hook, and we can hear the blatant. Or they'll be like, who is that <laughs> young new dude to rap with? Like, um, Little Dirk and uh, Fabio Foreman, who I like, Fabio Foreman, but when I see somebody who makes music that clashes with it, that doesn't even sound good with it, I, I question it. And people call that nitpicking. Um, but Ransom is giving you straight hip-hop. He's giving you straight, no chase of hip-hop. Dope right. beats. Dope rhymes, and that's it. I'm not trying to, yo, man, I hope I hope High 97 play this. I hope Charlemagne invites me because I have this feature. With Sosa Geek and Fabio Farn, like you said earlier, you know what they always ask? How'd you get that Drake feature? Every single interview they get, that's what right. they always ask. As if, guess what? When you interview Ransom, did you say, hey, Ransom, how'd you get that feature? You didn't ask him that because that's not what he was doing. You 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 interviewed him based on rapping. So I appreciate that. So he's definitely going to be well, in the MVP race for 2020. No question about it. No, I hate to be this guy, but, you know, I got to poke the bear a little bit. Is Nicholas Craven shortchanging himself by only doing beats and ransom and not spreading his wings? No. Because he does beats for other people. People just don't know. People just don't know. If you follow his Twitter timeline, he does beats for other people too. It's just that he has an elite MC who's who's now you his beats are being like highlighted. Like you're really seeing how dope he is because he has a phenomenal MC who's rhyming over them. So he's not selling himself short in at, at all. I'm gonna say this right now. I understand you people love Hit Boy, what he's done for Nas and what he's done for Benny and everything like that. 
I got Nicholas Craven sitting at the goddamn table with Pitboy for 2020. How about that? Oh, let me guess. This is Reach, huh, three? I know you can't guess you calling boys right now saying some shit like that to me. What do you think, though, Watch Am I reaching when I say that? Well, I'm reaching. How do people feel about Nas? How do people feel about Nas as an MC? He's arguably they the greatest Nas. MC of all time. He came out with an album that people, that the, that it was critically acclaimed, except by that one racist white guy from Rolling Stone, who y'all let culture vulture and talk about our music, by the way, who he don't got the right to say this is the worst Nas album ever and it's the most misogynistic album of all time. That was garbage that he was able to even get that off. But if the album is critically acclaimed, and then you have Benny, the, 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 the newer face of raw street authentic hip-hop, and Hit Boy got both of them on his resume. It's going to be hard for anybody to take away producer of the year from Hit Boy based on the no, caliber of MCs he worked with. No, no, no. I totally agree with what you said. I'm just saying I have Nicholas Cleveland sitting at the table. That's all. It's not Hit Boy by myself. Well, well, I, I, so, well, 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 so, so you have you a know, Just on production, not who you work with. I think I'm saying Nicholas Craven's soul beats to me. I enjoy them more than Hit Boy's quote unquote soul beats. Now I do too. I, I need to ask Nicholas Craven already talked about, you know. I, I need to ask you this because why are we not talking about it? Why are me and you not talking about Pluto and Baby Pluto, a.k.a. Future and Little Uzi Vert dropped an album on Friday? Why is that not number one on our resume to talk about? Why? Is, oh, why is Future doing music with Little Uzi Vert? Because Little Uzi Vert is a hip-hop superstar. And Future Hendrix been a superstar for the last 10 years. Yeah, but the streets really love Future like they did a couple of years ago where Future was on top of it. Like, Future had a good two, three-year run where I felt he held down for whatever, you know what I'm saying, for what people liked Future for, his sound. I thought, and for, and like I said, if you're on top of your game in hip-hop for two years, I, let me ask you a question. Is it underrated that we don't talk enough about people that might have had a two- or three-year run because of how hard and difficult that is to maintain that run. Like, as much as people try to act like 50 Cent doesn't matter anymore, 50's run was phenomenal. That's a phenomenal But run. here's the thing. I think we don't give Future his flowers. I mean, just think about how me and you came to know him. Racks on racks. That's me personally. I don't, I don't know him before that. But I saw him on this song, Racks on Racks on Racks, and, and and I was like, oh, okay, what is this? Who knew that that guy would end up being a superstar hip hop artist, a god, a a, a person who took T Pain's auto tune to another level and basically knocked T Pain out and, of the paint? And like you can make the argument also in one of those years. You can make the argument also in one of those years. Future might have been the MVP in hip hop for one one of those years. I'm not even going to say one of those. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yes, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to say this. I remember when Drake, at the height of his career, they asked Future, yo, man, what you think about Drake album? He's like, well, that album's all right, man. It ain't all that. Drake and his team were pissed. So they threw Future off the tour. I remember that. He was like, I don't give a fuck if you throw me off that tour. 
right? Immediately, a mm-hmm. week later, oh, no, 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 Future's back on the tour. And he didn't recant what he said. And next thing you know, him and Drake doing another mixtape together. So, to me, we, me, I don't think Pierce and Hip Hop does enough giving Future his flowers. Because he's been here for mm. 10 years right. strong, man. And it ain't like he's disappeared. Right. And, and we can't hold it against him because he's now a successful commercial mainstream artist that, uh, that everybody enjoys. Like you can, Here's the thing about hip-hop. You can't hold it against hip-hop if, if people outside the underground start liking you and loving your music. Like you, right. you can't get mad at that. This is the dude yeah, that I, 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 I asked your girl in Gucci flip-flops. It's not like he's he's changing <laughs> what he's rapping about. He's just he's just popular now. Why well, I mean you not talking about Pluto and Baby Pluto just came out. I Future Little I, Uzi Vert. I'm not a little Uzi Vert guy. I'm sorry. I know Fab and and, and Meek Mill and these cats Meek still Mill, grabbing Meek for Mill. a feature. I said Meek, Meek Mill still Mill. grabbing for a feature. Davey? Still grabbing for a feature. Davy. Davy Sue. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Uzi Vert guy. It does nothing for me at all. Um, what's your take on the DJ K Slay 199,000 MCs that he had from Grandmaster Kaz to Papoos to Davies, Joel Ortiz, Trader True, uh, Ice T Watts, the Outlaws, um. One female on there, 3D Nazi was on there. Um, a multitude of people he had on there. Styles P, Sheik, Benny with a short verse. Sorry, Benny's the truth. Um, what's your take on? We've seen this from K State before. He's notorious. And you and I talked about this numerous times on this show that K State will grab 3 6 Mafia and grab Papoose and Gene Gray to do a song together. Right, but this worked for me a little bit in the sense of all the MCs and big dogs, from big dogs to legends to mid tier to up and coming artists to guys that's still here, to grab all those guys. RJ Payne on his joint. I, I, I'm saluting Case Lane for this song. I'm not saying it's my favorite song, Watts, but I'm saluting him for him getting all those people on one track, and then doing a visual so, for the video. So, so this uh, song. It's everything I love about hip hop. It's 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 pure hip hop to me. It's basically saying, look, here's a song, sort of sounded like a victory type beat, right? And I'm just going to get fifty ill bomb spitters to spit bars. I really appreciated it, and I loved listening to it. I thought he had dope MCs. I thought a lot of MCs spit phenomenal eight bars, some spit six bars. And it was good to see mm-hmm. every MC. I also pride myself on the fact that I knew every single MC. Every single Thanks. MC. I knew every single MC. And it wasn't even me thinking, who's that? Who's that? I knew every MC. So I actually take pride that I knew every MC like it was right. nothing. Um, agree. I also want to say this. How do I feel about 3D Nazi as an MC3? You love 3D Nazi. Yes, so I was very happy to see 3D Nati. But now, for as much as I absolutely love this 50-man song, now right. I have to criticize it. Once I okay. saw 3D Nati, I expected to see more females on a 50-man song. 
the fact that there were no other females on that song is a travesty. It's a disgrace, and it's unforgivable. Because like me and you know, there is no part of the hip-hop culture since it started where females were not rapping. One of the things K. So, did on this 50 Million show is he put every generation of MCs right. on this track. So, so you can't say, oh, she, she's not rapping no more or she's not rapping no more. Right. Yo, dude, my man so, had Melly Grandmaster Cavs on Are you saying people like Queen Latifah, who recently heard her rap with Rap City, maybe MC Light is still outside, or Roxanne Shantae, Shay Noor, Rap City, Remy, Kim, those female, Jackie, you know, Trina, maybe these girls like that, Fox. Bahama did, Eve, yes, because I, I will tell you this. Young and May. I will tell you this. If you put, let's say, Bahamadia, believe it or not, more people know who Bahamadia was than Hocus for Fifth. I know you may not know that, and I know Hocus for Fifth because I know everything about the Bang Bang Boogie movement. I know about his music, so I understand that. But to me, you should have had at least 10 female MCs on here and just spread them out you, because they females rap. They're part of this culture. And to just have 3D not T made zero sense. Me and you both know Shane Noah supposed to be on here. 3D not T supposed to be on here. Young MA supposed to be on here. Rhapsody supposed to be on here. We talk about females that's pointed in right now. That's a bit. I really you believe, I really believe Young MA should have had a, a slot on here. I don't know why my, Young MA, my name really pops in my brain. But Young MA should have, I don't know why I keep saying Young MA, but Young MA for some reason, her picture, her, her, her face is coming in my head right now. That should have definitely had a spot on here. Um, one of the things that, and one of the things I will never accept for somebody, um, K-Slay got Ice-T. Ice-T is a superstar television guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get Ice-T, Melly Mel, Grandmaster Cash, DJ Paul, like everybody you got, everybody's busy, everybody has time. You cannot tell me you didn't reach that. So, you didn't reach out to Remy? Remy has a relationship with right. you, K-Slay. Remy has been Papoose. on a lot of your mixtapes. You put Papoose on there, but not Remy? I don't, I, I don't get that. And I know Remy has eight bars for you. So the mm-hmm. lack of females on here did a disservice. So, for, so I love this 50-man freestyle, but I can't be like, hold up. You would think women just don't rap or can't rap based on this. Right. 50 MCs beat? Well, nah, no, well, to be fair, now, May did have Miss Hustle under his tutelage, now, to be fair. Thank you for bringing Miss Hustle up. You had Loaded Lux on there who spit a mid, a super <laughs> mid eight bar. <laughs> a super mid eight bar. <laughs> and you did not have Miss Hustle on there. Love it. Who, who, who has made phenomenal mixtapes with you who three knows in 2017 I had Miss Hustle in my MVPs of music. How much I love Miss Hustle's mixtapes. That case You're bugging on that for her. Yes, so, so Miss Hustle not being on So my point is this. Anybody want to argue with me? They'd be like, why are you bugging? We don't want to hear women. There shouldn't be no women. I will never rock with y'all. I will never rock with anti-female hip-hop talk. It'll never go right. anywhere with me. Right. There should have been, at minimum, 10 females on this song. 
And if I'm going to be the only person who feel that way, I love it. Because I will always defend women in hip-hop. Facts, facts, facts. I think you and I have done a great job on highlighting females, whether it's battle rap, even me yesterday just recapping all the girls' things and watching the girls yesterday. I love that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I always respect females that, that, that Shane, shout out to Shane Noah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we rock with the females heavy up here, man. So that's no if, as, or, um, you know, buts about that, though. But yeah, the song was actually I right, though. I ain't going with you. It was cool. You know what I mean? Uh, watch, I want to get your take on something. Who stood out to you? Huh? Wait, hold on. Who stood out to you? Who stood out? Who stood I'm out? A, yo, I'm going to keep it a, a bean with you. Papoose, Twister got crazy. Twister got bonkers. Joel Ortiz, Chris Rivers. Lots is cool. Lots is cool. Benny, you have too short for me, my guy. You jerseyed out too quick. Um... What you talking about Rango? Yo, Twister is fire. I ain't going to hold you, man. That's not breaking news. That Twister is fire, but man, he's phenomenal. Jesus Christ, man. That dude has not lost a step. Twister, but the rhymes. He hasn't lost a lyrical step on what he's created. Twister, the rhymes, some cats from the bone, and Chip Fool from Food Chickens. Tech 9 from Tech 9. Tech 9. Tech 9. All on one track together. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jazzo. Jazzo, you definitely put Jazzo in there. That's a fact. You could definitely put Jazzo in there. You could throw Hov in there also, you know, low key though, but you could put Jazzo. You know what, I mean? what did you say? So, you could put Hov in there also. What the fuck? You know what I mean, nigga? What did I say? No, you can't. No, you can't. It goes to Jay-Z bashing session. Uh, let's get to it, guys. Jay-Z bashing you ever, session. You, you, you ever heard a song called Jigga What, Jigga Who? You ever heard a song called Jigga What, Jigga Who? Jigga What? Jigga Who? That song's hard. That's hard. Hard on Hard Not Life album. Hard Not Life album, sir. Hard Not so Life so you heard song, that song, sir. Did you hear, did you hear Jazzo on that song? Jazzo went ape shit on it. Yes, I did. Okay. All right. I just wanted. I just wanted to make sure you heard Jazzo on that song. That's all. Come on, man. Hey, Jazzo. I did hear Jazzo on there. Did you ever hear the "Is That Your Chick" remix? Did you ever hear "Is That Your Chick" remix? Yes. With Memphis, Jay Z, and Twister. Never heard that. Yes. So, yes. Dear people, comment boys, do me a favor. YouTube is that your chick remix with Twister, and what do y'all think about that song and how Twister? Twister got over? busy. Twister got crazy. Twister got crazy. I ain't gonna hold you. Twister got crazy on that Twister. I ain't gonna hold you. Watch, you got crazy on this, son. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. So when I was watching the the, the Fifty Men's freestyle song that uh, mm-hmm. Casey had, Twister uh-huh. blew my mind. He did. Twister blew my mind. He just raps yeah. so fast, so smooth, so he clear. Did. He don't sound. It's normal for him, man. Like it's uh, everybody mm-hmm. who raps cannot do that because before he rapped, John Connors was rapping real fast, and John Connor got yeah. busy. John Connor. And Twister took to another level. That's what made Twister's verse so crazy because John Connor spit a crazy fast verse. 
And the Tutu was like, hold up. I'm going to actually speed that up. And he yeah. sped it up. And I'm, I, yo, it up. was just fire. So, yeah, I, I said, yo, that. let me ask you. Back to the producer thing, though. When Nicholas Craven is P.A. Dre on the rise. Is he a guy that we're going to pay so. attention to in 2021? I hope so. I hope so, because he's putting a lot of work in with R.J. Payne, and I'm a fan of his collaborations with R.J. Payne. I am a fan of P.A. Dre's. He did oh, the beat so cool. for Mickey Fax. He plus joint. He minus joint. He did that beat for Mickey Fax. Yeah, yeah. I, I like P.A. Dre. I actually like P.A. Dre. And mm-hmm. P.A. Dre got some soul, too. He got some soul sample for real, for real, too. I know y'all want to act like Hit Boy. Oh, listen to the soul Hit Boy gave y'all. Yes. But other other producers are putting out great soul sample music too. And PHJ Shout out to JR Swift's. Shout out to JR Swift's also. He did Elzai's whole album for Elzai. He released Elzai with some dope beats also. Let me throw it out there. JR Swift shout, is a shout dope out to Pete Shout out to the Chocolate Boy Wonder who did a whole album for Fleet Lord. <laughs> we didn't review that album, but shout out to the Chocolate Boy Wonder. Because he's he's still outside. He's still producing. Of course. The Chocolate Boy Wonder's outside. He's not gonna nobody's Euro stepping the Chocolate Boy Wonder. The creator. Shit, if you wanna go there, I thought P Rock has had a better couple of years than um Premier. Beast wise. How about he might have had a better year than Premier ninety two when he came out with making the soul brother? Uh T Rock I mean Slack like Gangster was it out here? Dwick, my nigga Dwick was ninety two, fam. So I, Dwick, I, you or, right? All right. So let me go ahead, Dwick, or um, reminisce over you. Where are you going? They reminisce over. They reminisce over you. Over Dwick, you I, ain't easy I, I think there's no wrong answer. You see, you see how easy, but you see how easy as I said. That's like, you not easy. Debate, like, oh, That's man, not easy. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It was easy for me. It was easy for me. The creativity in that. You act like, you act like if the somebody horn. says, the horn, the horn is the reason why the song was so dope. The horn is also the reason why. No, it's more than the horn. It's fire. Everything about that beat, there's layers to the reminisce over you. Because remember, the horn set it on, but then the beat drops. Dwick was hard, though, man. Dwick was hard. Dick was tough. Not what you No, I'm just saying P Rock was in the building when Premier when 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 uh when Premier was in his prime. So, you know, mm-hmm. saying P Rock could potentially have had a better year than did Premier, that's not shortchanging the greatness of Premier at all. No, I not put it this way. I rank Premier higher than I rank Dr. Dre. And and you will never accept that because of Dre's <laughs> Dre produces the more popular successful albums because his albums are more successful than Gangstar albums. So people are looking at me like, oh, you crazy, Jay's a goof? Well, that's the beat. I got Primo beats. <laughs> I don't have a problem with you feeling that way. I'm just not going to let you shortchange Dr. Dre, that's all. You're not going to shortchange Dr. Dr. Dre. And sometimes we've had these conversations throughout the years, man. For some reason when Dre's name comes up, you give him the little smirk, like, yeah, nigga, you nice, but, you know, I rock with you, Dre, but I really don't rock with you like that. I'm not going to put you over Eric Sermon. I'm not going to put you over Havoc. You be in that bag. 
and, and it's a bag I'm always gonna stay in because no one, exactly. no I one, trust can, me. I no know one, bag no one, no one, no one can successfully tell me why Dre is over Eric Sermon. You can't tell me why because he was doing beats in the late eighties. He was doing beats in the eighties. But watch, you can't act like some people. Why region thing once again plays a big part in hip hop. I know you hate when I go in the region bag, but niggas in Cali are gonna for Dr. Joe eat double. Of course, look, of course they are. And guess what? Niggas in New York are gonna put Dr. Dre over Eric Sermon too. That's Watson true. is not. Watson is not going to do that. No, I just think Eric Sermon gets he doesn't get his flowers enough when it comes to the G Funk sound. Like he bought that G Funk to New Which York. Which bothers me because he was the funk lord. That's all he did. Right. That's literally all he did. Bootsy Collins, Zap, Paul Funkadelic, James Brown. That's what he did. And yet he gets your steps. When you can That's why you mad at you can go to See now the truth comes out. Hold on, hold on. Now this is why you're mad at Dre because of this. This is why you're disdain. Or your little smir- smirks that you Excuse do for me, Dr. Dre. I don't have Dre. a name for Dre. Two of my favorite albums, two of my favorite albums of all time, are the Chronic and Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. We reviewed Doggy Style. It was a masterful, sonically That's a fact, album. Months. I'm not taking anything away from Dre's production, but let's be clear. My two favorite Dr. Dre produced albums are the Chronic and Doggy Style. Those are my two favorites. And I'll just leave it at that. You're not going to sit here like you don't like business as usual, strictly business, business as, like, come on, business never personal. You love I'm not gonna all work, that. I'm not going to what? Come on. I'm not going to what? Don't act like, I'm not gonna act what? like you didn't love all EP. Don't Let me finish. Don't act like you didn't love EPMD more than Dr. Dr. Chronic and all that. You love those EPMD albums with the world to you, so we're not going to let you get that off. And act like, okay, I like the Chronic, I like Doggy Style. But you love these Yo, more man, than that shit. The Chronic right? and Doggy Style are two of my favorite albums of all time. The Chronic and Doggy Style are two of my favorite albums of all time. So let me ask you a question. EPMD meant more to me as a hip-hop group than NWA. Wait, let me let me let you understand something. EPMD means more to me as a hip-hop group than NWA and OutKast. Okay, I want you, I want you to understand <laughs> that. Because unlike people who don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, like, dog, you don't know. Dog, I, dog, I tell dog. you, I have you feel the you need to educate yourself on that right. I can go to. All you right? need to educate yourself on Outcast, fam. You just do. I hate to tell you that. You need to just grab a beer, 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 that's how you would be saying, liking no, better than Outkast. My rebuttal is that you try to shortchange Outkast a lot. You do that all the time. Wait, wait, see, because I put see, see, ladies and gentlemen, I see, ladies and gentlemen, why? he'll because pump up EPMD. He'll pump up EPMD, but they hit you with an A Mafia or hit you with Uncle Murder. And you're I like, love I A Mafia, and I love Uncle see, Murder. Uncle Murder, love, love A Uncle Murder, and A Mafia, but don't like J Cole. Love is hilarious. Love Uncle Murder. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, and let me ask you a question. Are you really talking about? Hold on, hold on. You really? You have A Mafia. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Do you have A Mafia over J Cole? 
Yes. That is crazy. That is that is that is hilarious. <laughs> like how is that possible? So to me, you know, you know the way I like You know, alienating. I'm alienating a lot of the comment boys now. They really are saying in the comments, you need to get rid of me <laughs> because they can't. They, they think I'm ruining the show when I talk about their gods. <laughs> they can't handle that. They hate it. They hated that I didn't think. They hated that I didn't think that Buster Rhymes album was the greatest album ever. They hated that I didn't think that super average regular Kendrick Lamar verse was not verse of the year like you thought. You you and your oh, it's verse of the year. Oh my god! It is one of the verses of the year. It's definitely one of the verses of the year. I don't know what you're talking about, brother. You wilding. Yo, you Remember what I said? I said at the end of the year, let's 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 let's, let's compile what we think were hey, verses of the year. Comment boys, comment boys. I want y'all to put the pressure on Watson because I've been asking my brother for this for a while. So I need y'all to put the pressure on him. Do your boy do your favor. I've asked my brother, can we do an Outcast revisit Outcast album, and can we revisit a Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly album? I need y'all to do what y'all do. Get at him on Twitter. Get at him in the comment section and say, watch it. Put your skirt down and you and three get it cracking and get your hands dirty with this September Butterfly album. Because what that would do, ladies and gentlemen, is make Watson sit down because he zones out the music like just like myself. And he will zone out and catch line for line and ball for ball. Now, you might have, you might have heard in a while. You mean like the line for line and ball for ball that he was rhyming on the Buster album that I didn't hear anything? You mean like that, right? That's, I'm going to hear that kind of rhyming, right? Because I, cause I heard it, and I gave you my opinion on it, and you were in shock. You're like, oh, this verse of the year. Oh, it, is. Dude, it is. One, it's one of the verses. Locked him. It's so right there, it's right there with Lemon, with Method Man, and Ransom. So the Buster, I don't so think so. That's verse of the year? So I'm not Buster sure Rhymes has verse of the year. Based on no Letterman's criteria, Buster Rhymes has verse of the year. No. Well, why is that? My, wait a minute. Who said Buster? I never said Buster had rhyme of the year. I'm not mad if he's a nominee, well, must, but I don't think it was better than, verse. It was better than Kendrick's verse. I don't believe that. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't think so at all. And not for nothing, Kendrick, as much as, you want, as, much as I love Buster Rhymes, and he's an icon over Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar's last his first three albums smashes all of Buster's albums. If you really want to go there, Buster Rhymes has no better albums. You need to have people. You, you need to have people. You need to have Buster people Rosenberg on this has show. not one solo album better than Tip Butterfly. He has not one. Or Section uh, Eighty. Uh, How about that? Uh, I think I, I think his all album with Dr. Dre. I think all his album with Dr. Dre is better than Tip Butterfly. That shit ain't better than Kendrick Lamar albums. No, not at all. Sorry. I, I think not his, album, I think his album with Dr. Nope. Dre is better no. than To Pimp a no. Butterfly. It's not. That's, it's I'm not. just telling you how I feel. It's not. Matter of fact, matter it's fact, not. I don't That's think it lie. is. I know it is. That's the hip-hop lie. I don't think That's it is. That's the hip-hop lie. I know it is. Okay, That's I don't think lie. it is. I know it is. It's just people. It's just people well, want to know. Why don't y'all be picking that album? And brother. listen to a song for Stevie Wonder. Yes, listen to a song for Big James. And listen to a song for Nasty Nas. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I'm down. I'm down. What are you saying? What you saying, nigga? No, I'm telling you. I'm down. And what? And what? 
with Dr. Dre is better than to pimp a butterfly. I'm telling you that. You're lying to the comic boys. I'm telling you that. You're lying to the comic boys right now. You're lying to the comic boys. Lying. You're lying to the comic boys. I'm telling you that. You're lying. Okay. And like I said, and like I said, like I said, if you want to have a productive conversation about Kendrick Lamar, you need to invite Peter Rosenberg onto this show, and then y'all can have No, I do not. But can't talk no, to I don't. me about him like you. that. Like, oh, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you about Kendrick. I really rap J.R. Ryder. I really rap J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder what? I really rap. J. That's the name of this album. I'm highlighting it. What about it? What about it? It's a top ten album of the year. That's what about it. J.R. Ryder is my guy. He's been on the show before. That's the homie. J.R., all I'm going to say is Watson does hold that, that project in high regard. Just like you have to revisit Elzai's project, sir, I'm going to revisit Yes, Elzai's I do. I, I have to revisit the Elzai project. I will be honest. I have not done my due diligence on the Elzai album, and I will do it. Like I, I'm going to force myself because of the respect that I have for Elzai as an MC, I'm going to make sure I give that album a deep dive. Absolutely. Does Stove God need to drop another project before the year's over? Because everyone's dropping two to three this year. He dropped one project, reasonable drop project, which is going to be, which was a heavy rotation for me this year. Let me throw it out there and watch. But is he shortchanging himself not dropping one more project with R.G. Payne, Ransom, even Shay Shay dropping a project? No, no, he's not, and I'll tell you, you know why. I mean? No, 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 he's not. No, he's not, and I'll tell you why. A great body of work lasts the test of time. So if you drop a great that body of work at any period, you can that let it marinate. Good, I mean, you, wait, 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 wait. You can let it marinate because you can't tell me and drop in four years, and y'all acting like every time he come outside, the, the hip-hop has changed. So no, Stove God cook you good. You drop, you drop a dope project. You don't got to drop another project. Let your project marinate. Because according to three, everybody else in hip-hop, y'all just letting Kendrick Lamar not come outside, not drop no music. But when he dropped the first, <laughs> this person, nobody got to drop more than one project no more. It's called Yo, Kendrick Lamar. You don't got to drop every four Let me show you how disingenuous you're being on the show right now. It doesn't even matter to you if Kendrick drops, though. You act like it matters to you that Kendrick, you don't even care. To you, if Kendrick drops, if Kendrick doesn't drop another project, you will be fine. So stop acting like it matters to you so much in your hip hop soul that you really feeling to hear a Kendrick album like I am. Like no, but my point is, like, but, but here's the point. The point is, hip hop culture accepts him not dropping music. No, they don't. So, no, they don't. So, Dog, so, stop, yeah, yeah, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm not going to let you get it off. No, because there's two people. No, they haven't. Let me tell you why. There's you two know people why? in hip-hop. hip-hop is allowed and accepted. If there was, if the, the man was great and he felt it, if he felt like, man, everybody want me to, everybody, like if he really felt that way, he don't feel that way. He got, listen, his music Dog. is the chest of time. Dogs, Remember, dogs, wait, wait, wait. Dogs. he got the Pimple Butterfly, Section 80. He don't got to – Kendrick Lamar is at the point where he don't – he actually is at the point in hip-hop where he don't got to drop nothing. He's already I disagree with that. He's on Jersey Thousand stuff. 
Kendrick Lamar has already achieved his Andre 3000 status where I got my classic albums. This generation has crowned me the greatest rapper of this decade, and I can just act like Andre 3000 and just not drop music, and all y'all going to do is put me in your top ten for the rest of my life. He's achieved that. <laughs> it's remarkable that he's achieved that. I don't know if I fully concede to what you're saying or totally agree with your sentiments, but I'm just saying if there's two people in a culture that the streets, or let me rephrase that. If there's two individuals who I'm waiting for to drop projects, it's Andre 3000, pardon me, Kendrick Lamar and Sahara Prince. Like I'm waiting to hear those two brothers drop their projects. And let me guess, you have Sahara over Kendrick, right? Yes, I do. I'm not mad at you. Well, let me ask you. High, but. Let me ask you something. You have their both last. They, you heard the last album. They both came on with albums in 2017. Tariq, why don't you tell everybody what album you like better? I like Side <laughs> Dope on Sundays more than Kendrick's last project. I'm not gonna hold you. The the um the soundtrack he did for um I just did I just did better rapping beats wise. I just like I love Side High man. I'm a Side High guy. And shame on, shame on us again. Eventually, we're going to have to revisit Sai High's No Dope on Sundays. Like, I really want to revisit that album. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to revisit that that project and everything. Um, NBA talk, man. What's your take on your man, DeMar DeRozan? He's, he's, all this NBA rumor talks, man, I don't know what to believe. It's like we're, having, we're talking NBA-wise, but there's nothing really edged in stone. You know what I mean? We don't know if Giannis is staying in Milwaukee. Houston right now is in turmoil. Um, Paul Silas, R.I.P. him, his son is taking over the head coaching duties in Houston. Um, there's re- reports that James Harden and Westbrook, they're not too fond of the the the, the, the way the, 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 the organization is going right now, so to speak, with the Rockets right now. Um, James Harden talked going to Brooklyn, which I don't understand what the hell that's about. Uh, they got Russ's name in Knicks talks and Clippers talk and stuff like that. Um, I guess let's go here first with the Rockets. Are we expecting Houston to to, to um, are we expecting James Harden to get traded and Westbrook to get out of here at thirty one? Remember, now Harden's thirty one. What does that mean, Harden's thirty one? What does that mean? Just throwing age out there. That's all. No, 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 but you're throwing it out there, but what does it mean when you say that? You're saying he's 31, meaning what? His biological clock in the NBA is ticking. 31 in NBA, that means you're really 41, 40 years old, 35. Okay, LeBron is 35 now. He just won a championship. Jordan won his last three championships. Um, let's, not compare, let's not compare. LeBron's a, LeBron's a different person. LeBron's a different animal, so we're not going to put Put those guys and, and, and Jordan's a different, and, and Jordan's a different animal too, right? Because Jordan was not better than LeBron at thirty-five. Huh? Jordan was not better than LeBron at thirty-five. No, but my point is, my point is, great NBA players, if their body doesn't break down, they they can be great in their early to mid thirties, as long as their body doesn't break down. So if he doesn't get any injuries, he's absolutely fine. He has another five years in him. So that's why when you brought up his age, I did not understand it. Oh, God, you understand it. I just told you the reason why I brought it up, right? The Houston Houston experiment is over, and it is a failure. 
Oh, it was. Were you saying this a year ago when it when it happened? You weren't saying this a year ago when it happened, though. Yes, I was. No, you was not. You were um, happy on Russ Scott's Houston. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you get that off. You were happy that your triple double machine guy, Russie Westbrook, got to Houston with James Harden because you love Harden. So we're not gonna play those games. So let me just say this. Let me just let me just say this so people can understand where I'm at with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is a better basketball player than Allen Iverson ever was. Okay. Prime Russell Westbrook is better than prime Allen Iverson I by far. Totally it's not even close. Disagree with that. It's not even I close. So I really want people to understand. Strongly I really, disagree with that. I really want people strongly. To, I, I really want people to understand how great Russell Westbrook is as an individual basketball player. Now I want you to understand how great Harden is. Harden is the greatest individual basketball player since Kobe Bryant. The three greatest scorers. In NBA in the last 30 years have been Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and James Harden. Those are the three greatest individual scorers in NBA of the last 30 years. I can't say Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant don't want to score. He doesn't have the drive to want to score. So I can't say him. He's naturally more gifted. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean he doesn't have the drive? What do you mean Katie doesn't have the drive? When you're as talented when you're as talented as Kevin Durant, you 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 should average thirty five a game. You should you should have you you should have averaged thirty five a game for about five years in a row because you, you it's that easy to you. Um, but he's not that can kind I, can of player. I, can, I, can I give you pushback on that? All of Katie's careers play with a superstar. True or false? False. Are you serious? One hundred percent false. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook false. is not out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Russell, wait a minute, wait a minute. Russell Westbrook is not alpha? So let me explain to you. It's equivalent is to Seth saying, Curry and Clay Thompson oh. alphas. Is Kyrie Irving yes. alpha? But but but, so but what are you talking thing about? you're not getting. They were all drafted to the same team. You never knew what Russell Westbrook or Harden was going to become. Nobody knew what Clay was going to become. These were all draft picks. It wasn't like they put him with a superstar and then he did it. They were young kids. KD came, got drafted, and then the next year they drafted Westbrook. But he wasn't a – Westbrook wasn't even the best player on his UCLA team. That was Kevin Love. Yeah, UCLA talk. So, um, but the, the point I'm making is I said all that about Harden and Westbrook to say this. They have had a great career in the NBA with individual accolades and individual stats. But to me, they prioritize that more than winning. And the reason why I say that is because Harden refused to change his game when Russell was there. And Russell had to adjust his game for James Harden. And he tried, and it did not work. And now Russell wants to go somewhere where he could basically run the show like he did in OKC, which is mean you get knocked out the first round because you're ball dominant. So the ball dominant, stop the ball, dribble for 22 seconds, stuff that they want to run, will not win an NBA championship. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you ready to admit on this show that you're talking about the, the Houston Rockets experience? You went into that bag. How about this, Watts? How about you change your words and go here? The James Harden experience, playing why that guy's a nightmare. 
Did Dwight Howard? I wonder how he really loved playing with with um James Harden. Huh? How did Chris Paul and James Harden and Watts explain that to, to the to the people right now? Is it James Harden that people is hard playing with that guy? Can we say that? Because our ball dominates. He is. We we can say it's very hard to play with any ball dominant player. One of the greatest, most toxic ball dominant players in NBA history was a guy by the name of Iverson. He was a ball oh, God, dominant toxic player. Allen Iverson got big dog Glenn Robinson. Allen Iverson. I can't let you get that off. What do you mean? Toxic Wait, you, you won't let me make my case. You won't let me. Make no, case. no, because Allen I like Iverson. That. All right, guys. Allen Iverson, everybody said Allen Iverson needs better players around him. He needs better players around him, right? So they tried. They gave him big dog Glenn Robinson. It was a really disaster. Really because Allen Iverson, Robinson. wait a minute. Don't let do me that. Give you nothing. Don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't then they like also that. Gave because him, you act like it's the Glenn my, 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 no, 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 no. It's not the Glenn Robinson that played in Milwaukee with Sam Cassell and, and, and Ray Allen. Yes, I'm not he was. Yes, he was. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No, then I'm just telling you that then they gave him, Don't tell me then Chris they Robert gave either. him Chris Webber. Don't tell me Chris Webber either. Then they gave Chris Webber was a bum. Then they gave him Chris Webber. A bum. Then they gave him Chris Webber, and that he was ball dominant. So Philly realized you can go nowhere with Allen Iverson, so they traded him. So because Allen Iverson had so much respect, this is where three wants to euro step so badly. Oh, you Allen Iverson destroyed the Detroit Piston dynasty. In one what? year, he destroyed it. What? In one year, he wiped it off the map. Allen Iverson was traded to the Detroit Pistons. Out of the respect that Rip Hamilton had for AI's legacy and iconic status, Rip Hamilton said, I will come off the bench so Allen Iverson can start so there won't be no issues. Rip Hamilton, right? So who did not have to do that? He absolutely did that for Allen Iverson out of respect. Allen Iverson said, "Even though we won this game, I don't feel I did anything because I only scored fourteen points." They traded Allen right. Iverson a week later. They traded Allen Iverson a week wait, later. Wait, 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 wait. Towards the end of Allen Iverson's did you, did you, hold, on, hold on, did you have a problem with that comment that AI had? A strong comment. It was a a destructive comment because Detroit was a team-oriented team. Everybody sacrificed. You and I both know that team with Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, and Rip Hamilton was a selfless team. They shared the ball. Nobody wanted glory. Nobody cared about who got the most stats. We know for a fact that's how that team was. And Allen Iverson comes in as soon as he comes there after a win. He says he don't feel happy about it because he only scored 14 points. Right. Allen Iverson is exactly. the forefather, godfather, of ball-dominant destroyer of a team. My guy, my guy, Carmelo, my guy, my guy, my guy, my guy. That Carmelo. My guy. That Carmelo. You're bugging out. James Harden and Russell Westbrook followed. He influenced them. That is the toxic of ball-dominant players led by Allen Iverson. I don't like that comment you made, man. I just don't like that comment you made. Um, 
what's your take on DeRozan maybe maybe to the Lakers? That's the talk right now. It's not official, obviously, but, you know. Well, I thought you wanted Bradley Beal instead. I think Bradley Beal is a better fit than DeRozan on, on the Lakers. Just because you're from L.A. doesn't so, mean you have to play for your play for the okay, team. So you're from the L.A. You, area. So why, don't they try like to get, so why don't they try to get um? Why don't they try to see if they can get uh, Bradley Beal or try to get my man from um from Sacramento, the shooter from Sacramento. You know what I'm talking about. Buddy Hill. Yeah, Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill, because he's a, he's a spot up shooter. He can shoot. Don't you think Buddy Hill would be a better fit than DeRozan? Wow, that's a, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, but then so, again, you want so that for shooting saying. from DeRozan. I don't know. It's kind of hard. So. Because DeRozan is not going to it's, – it's, it's, uh, it's clearly not – it's over in San Antonio for what they got to do. They're just going to have to rebuild and do something different. And clearly DeRozan – DeRozan does fits pop, in L.A. Does Pop need a new team scenery for coach? Does he what? Does he what? Does Pop need to see another team, coach another team? No. He doesn't need to coach another team because he loves coaching. But I think I don't I, I think Pop's twenty plus year run, you know, at some point it ends. At some point right. a coach's all time great run ends. And he had an uh, I mean, San Antonio had a run where they won fifty games, what, seventeen years in a row? Like he just had an unbelievable, unimaginable level of success. So of course at some point you're gonna. The reality is gonna hit you, and your team might not be that good. So I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming him. The man, because I think we hold him to such a high standard because the dude literally never fell off for, for like 20 years. So it's throwing us off that you could be that good for so long. Word. Shoot, that's what it is, man. Take us on, watch. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Sosa Geek. Why is it home of Sosa Geek, my dude? Because me and you both know who he is. We know he has a song with Drake, and he has had an impact on us for no reason. He's always on World Star Hip Hop. His videos are always on World Star Hip Hop. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Dream Watch. I know the vibes are ready, man. What?